0: Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Toosey. Don't come down from the wall and don't let the work stop.
1: Hi, this is Keith Toosey and welcome to Leadership in Context. I want to talk to you today about staying focused on the task God has given you and how to avoid people and situations that would distract you from doing that. I want to read to you from Nehemiah, the sixth chapter, just the first three verses I'm going to read to you. Uh, actually, we'll read two, and then we'll go back and read verse three. But so glad you could uh, hang out with me for here for a few minutes today. Now, it was reported to Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab, and to the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and that no breach remained in it, although at that time I had not set up the doors and the gates. Then Sanbald and Geshem sent a message to me saying, Come, let us meet together in Shephraim in the plain of Ono, but they were planning to harm me. Now sometimes we know there are things and people that will harm us, now here he says it even is their motive. So whether it's their motive or not their motive, or it is the motive or the situation where there is planned harm, it is not even the point I want to make here. But when we discern there are things that are not profitable to what God has called us to do, and the people he's called us to be, How do we handle those distractions? How do we handle those interruptions? And I think there are some things that Nehemiah said here in the next verse. He actually says four things. He has four separate responses that I just want to throw out to you for you to consider to build on. And I think in most cases, at least one of these responses would help us a lot more than uh, maybe just trying to intellectualize the situation. So let me read verse 3, and then we'll go back and we'll look at those four responses. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work. I cannot come down. Why should the work stop? Why leave it and come down to you? So the first thing he did is he said, I sent messengers. Now listen, this is maybe the most profound part of this whole... Uh, emphasis that I want to talk to you about. I sent messengers. I want you to think of that for a minute. That meant that Nehemiah was able to trust his message to somebody and that he had somebody that was trustworthy. Whatever God has called you to do, He's not called you to do it alone. And that doesn't mean that everybody in what you're called to do will have equal responsibility but that doesn't mean that there can't be shared responsibility. And I think the fact that Nehemiah had people he could trust with the message, people who would carry the mail, people that would deliver the goods, I think is really a critical statement. I sent messengers. So he trusted somebody, to handle the situation. In other words, he didn't have to stop what he was doing, that there was a clear vision for what they were doing and why they were doing it and even how they were doing it for that matter. And he empowered them. He sent them as if they were himself. Do you have anybody like that? Again, it's not a matter of gifting. I think it's a matter of trust and of stewardship to give that person the authority to deliver the message and for that person to deliver it in such a way that it has that authority. You know, I always say this, that the way to tell if a person is under authority is not if they'll listen to you, it's if they'll listen to your delegated representative. When you send somebody and they receive that somebody just like they'd receive you, that means that that person is really... Uh, in a great relationship. If you're the spiritual leader, if you're the head of the home, if you're the boss at work, if you're the delegated authority and you send somebody to represent you and that person is received that way, then that is really a powerful statement. So number one, he sent messengers. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work. In other words, he did not lower the value of his work based on what they were saying. There was a high expectation within himself. I am doing a great work. You know what? When you know you're doing a great work, it's a lot easier to ask people to help you and to stand with you. People who don't ask people to help them and stand with them, I wonder if they really value the work they're doing. I am doing a great work. What I'm doing is greater than what you're proposing. Now listen, this is one of the the, the traps of any leadership situation. Uh, I think a good leader knows how to respond to an opportunity, but also a good leader is not drawn away by something that masquerades as an opportunity. If you're doing the best thing you can do with your time, ask yourself that question. If you're already doing the best thing you can do with your time and with your talent, why would you stop doing that to go do something else? I see this happen in church life all the time. You know, the tyranny, the urgent, the chaotic, uh, the crisis management, whatever terminology you would put on it. I am doing a great work, I am studying, I am praying, I am hearing from God. This is the most important thing I do. I'm not gonna get distracted by something else that pops his head up and misdirect me. I am doing a great work. Are you doing a great work? If you are, stay on the wall. Then he says here, I cannot come down. Not I won't come down, I cannot come down. This is very strong. I cannot, what I am doing is so important, I cannot come down, I am not gonna be distracted. I have worked myself into a place that I am being very efficient and very effective of what I'm doing right now. You know, there is such a thing as as synergy when you work. And sometimes you're in a groove, You're in a place. I just pictured Nehemiah up on that wall. He's working. He's got a sword in one hand. He's got a brick in another hand. He's, He's directing people. He's leading. He's being the architect. He's being the motivator. He's got a word from God. He's a man on a mission. He said, look, I can't come down from here. It took me a lot of effort to get up here. And you know, when you start and you stop, and you start and you stop, you burn up a lot of energy, okay? You know, uh, uh, you know, I'm a car guy, and uh, in the car world, they talk about, well, how many miles are on it? And, you know, miles are, you know, that that's one indicator. Uh, but then they have this other phrase, highway miles. Well, what's a highway mile? A highway mile is when that car is not starting and stopping because that's what wears. You get that car out there just running 50, 60, 70 mile an hour, and it's not pulling hills. It's not starting. It's not stopping. It's not warming up, cooling down. It's just... Highway miles, it just it just goes. I had a guy tell me the other day that that his brakes lasted ninety thousand miles on his car because he he had a long commute to work, but he said on that commute there were three times he had to touch the brake. He. Three times he had to touch the brake. Three times he had to bring that car to a stop in that journey every day, five days a week for a number of years. Yeah, that was pretty cool, right? That will cause things a loss. So, you know, God wants us to have some highway miles on us where we get heated up and we get functioning. And, you know, we're just not slowing down. We're not pulling over. I cannot come down. I am in a groove right now, and I'm on a roll. I'm not coming down. I got a messenger. You're going to have to deal with him, okay? Uh, And I'm doing something great. And then the fourth thing he said is, why should the work stop? In other words, Nehemiah discerned that no matter what the argument was, that for him to do this other meeting, the work was going to have to stop. You know, sometimes you've got to give the devil an appointment. When there are crises, interruptions and things happening, you gotta say, you know what, that's gonna fit into my schedule. I'm done at five o'clock, I'll see you at five o'clock. I'm gonna deal with that thing at five o'clock, so to speak. I'm not gonna deal with it right now because why should it stop? Because that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna get distracted, I'm gonna climb up and down the ladder, I'm gonna take my tool belt off, Uh, I, you know, I got people up here that are ready to work and we are motivated right now and they need my direction. Why should the work stop? And I've seen good leaders get distracted by both negative things and even by other, you know, chasing opportunities that weren't really opportunities. Why should the work stop? Four things he said. I sent a messenger to them. I am doing a great work. I cannot come down. Why should the work stop? <laughs> and then it says, by the way, the next verse, and they sent messengers to me four times in this manner, and I answered them the same way. His answer was the same. Your convictions will be tested. Your abilities will be tested. Your focus will be tested. Your commitment will be tested. And sometimes you just have to say the same thing. You have to say, yes and no. Two very powerful words. And you've got to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. These guys wanted them to negotiate about what they were doing, but Nehemiah understood their goal was to stop the work. Don't let the work stop. Stay on the wall. Hey, I just love being with you for these times together and If you think this is a blessing to you, maybe you could send it out to somebody, use some of your social media outlets and your friends list and email it to somebody or put it on your Facebook or whatever. But if it's life to you, share it with somebody so we can spread the word about being leaders in context. This is Keith Tusey. Thanks for spending this time with me.
0: Today, Keith had a discussion on staying focused and avoiding distractions. A good leader knows how to respond to an opportunity. A good leader is also not drawn away by something that masquerades as an opportunity. How do we do this? Send a messenger. Realize you are doing a great work. Refuse to be distracted. And don't stop the workflow. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.